What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. We all have this little voice in our head that is sometimes not very nice to us. It sometimes tells us that we're not good enough, that we're not doing enough, that we can't do it. This little voice is repeating our limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are thoughts that we think are true. They're not truths. They're thoughts that constrain us in some way. They hold us back. They affect our behavior on a daily basis. They affect the relationships we have with people. They affect the way we do our job. Let's talk about today what limiting beliefs are messing up your day. What limiting beliefs creep into your head every single day while you are at work, while you are with your child, while you are trying to be productive, and they're roadblocks. They stop you. They slow you down. They actually might shut you down and you might just stop altogether. So let's break down why these things aren't true and what you should be thinking instead. There's this kind of cheesy motivational quote that's believe you can and you're halfway there. 
Can't you like picture it on a poster with like a whale in the background or something like that in someone's office? But it's so true. Half the battle is just thinking you can do it. And if you spend a lot of your energy thinking that you can't do it, then you're probably going to be right. You're probably not going to accomplish whatever goal you've set for yourself if you spend all of this time convincing yourself that you're not going to get there. So you have to reshape the way you think about things because this internal monologue that's going in your head all day is, of course, a going, going to affect how you work, right? You work every day. We engage in all types of behaviors related to having progress and being good at our jobs. And if our inner monologue is just looping through limiting belief after limiting belief after limiting belief, it's no surprise that we're not going to be or feel very successful at our job. So let's start with number one. Number one, I am not doing enough. This one is so me, guys. Oh my gosh. I feel this all the time. This goes through my head constantly. Maybe, hopefully that makes you feel better if you think this and that you are not alone because I live here. I live in I am not doing enough. And you want to know what's crazy about this one is that we as special educators and BCBAs, people that love data and measurable goals and being objective, we hold on to this idea of I'm not doing enough when we have never defined enough. What does enough mean? How many tasks do you have to get through? How many things do you have to check off your to-do list? How many um, goals do you have to work on? How many students do you have to work with? Have you spent the time to define what enough means? Probably not. So if you've never defined what success is, what enough is, you'll never get there because you can always do more, always. If you have 20 things on your to-do list and you get all of them done, guess what? You're about to think of 20 more. To-do lists never end. Checklists never end. There will always be more to do. So if you never figure out what a great day or success or enough work looks like, you will always be chasing it. So figure out what is success in your day? What is enough in your day at work? Is enough getting to work with each of your students? Is enough having kids leave smiling? Is enough getting to take data on three different kids? Literally write down what enough is. And then when you look over on Tuesday and think, oh, today was crappy, and then you look at your list of enoughs and you realize that you did all those things, you're like, no, today wasn't crappy. I did all my things. So define what enough is and then you will realize how often you're actually hitting that, that list, that goal of enough. Number two, only I can do it the right way. Or another way of saying this is I need to be in control. We're all teachers, and let's be real, teachers really like being in control. It's okay. Control, control's good, right? Control's kind of fun. But you can't be in control all the time. And if you are a special education teacher that has a staff of people, you are not the only one that can do it the right way. You just can't be. You have to teach your staff 
how to do it the way you want it to be done. You have to delegate. It's not a you should or it's better if you do. It's a you have to delegate. In a special education classroom, especially a self-contained or low-incidence classroom, you have staff for a reason. You have staff because you literally cannot do it yourself. And if you are stuck in the mentality of, I have to do it myself, you're going to be in a constant, constant struggle because you're trying to accomplish something that can't be done. That's why you have staff there. You have staff there to help you meet the needs of your students. You're only one person. You only have two hands. You cannot physically provide prompts to six different kids. You're not an octopus. It's just that simple. So you have to figure out a way to get out of your own way because you have to delegate. And that's going to take time. Go back and listen to episodes one and three that are about staff training. It's hard. Good staff training is hard, but it's worth it. Because in the end, you can say, we all do it the right way because all of your staff is accomplishing things the same way you would. That's the goal. The goal in staff training is to kind of create other use. So if people are interacting with kids and providing instruction and implementing behavior plans in the same way you would. So when it comes to delegation, if that's something you'd struggle with, and I have a feeling many of us do, it's definitely something I struggle with, add that word yet to the end of your sentence I'm not good at delegating yet and work on it. Work on being better at giving tasks and opportunities to your team. Work on thinking that you are not the only one that can do it the right way. There has to be other people that can learn to do it the right way. So get out of your own way and work with the team that you're given. Number three. My staff should be better. This one ties right into the one we were just talking about. And usually, this doesn't sound as nice as I just said it in my head. We don't usually think, oh, my staff should be better. I'm trying to make this sound a little bit nicer. Usually in our head, we're thinking, man, Miss Thompson sucks. Ugh, Miss Thompson is the worst. I hate working with her. Ah, oh, Miss Thompson can't do that. If I give her that activity, she won't be able to do that with the student. Our inner monologue is mean, right? We are like our worst version of ourselves in our head where no one can hear it. So that obviously is going to affect every part of our day. If you have these limiting beliefs about particular staff members, about what they can and can't do, it's of course going to affect the way you interact with them. It's going to affect the culture and atmosphere of your classroom. And it's going to affect the morale of your whole team. That's not something you want. And when we think of this limiting belief, my staff should be better, guess whose fault that is? It's your fault. It's your fault your staff's not better. You are the leader of your team. And part of your job is to train your staff. And it does take time. And it might pull minutes from instruction on a daily basis And that's okay because like I just said, we're going to replicate ourselves as teachers and the, the decisions that we're making. Great staff training will replicate that into your team. 
So it's easy to get stuck in a rut, especially, you know, a few months into the school year, midway through the school year, if you've had a challenging situation with a staff member. But your inner monologue is really impacting your day. So when you walk into your classroom and a thought pops in your head of, oh, so-and-so can't do this, or I hate working with so-and-so, literally check yourself. Tell, think that is a limiting belief. That is not the truth. We are going to work on collaborating better, and I'm going to work on working and training that staff better. So recognition is really half the battle here, is identifying that limiting belief and then shutting it down. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Number four. This kid is too hard to work with. So we've all been there. We've been in situations with a child that maybe is extremely challenging to work with on a daily basis. Maybe there's a lot of aggression, self-injury, things that could be really disruptive. Obviously, that makes the day-to-day extremely hard. And it can be very emotional. It can weigh on you physically, but also mentally to feel unsuccessful day after day after day. I think that sometimes for me was the hardest part of having students that had maybe a lot of aggression or were really challenging to work with is that every day I walked into work thinking, I'm not making any progress with this student and I'm not successful. So you want to look at these situations and go back to that podcast episode of dealing with student aggression because I talk a lot about this. But this aggression, as we all know, is communication. And it's a cry, cry for communication. Sometimes literally a cry, but oh my gosh, aggression is just screaming for help. It's screaming for another way to communicate what you want. And so if we keep thinking about and reframing the way we think of aggression as communication, that I think really for me has made a big difference on approaching these situations with more of a positive frame of mind. And that's easier said than done in a lot of these situations. I get that. But approaching this child, again, as someone's baby and as someone's baby that doesn't know the right way to communicate yet, So you have to teach them. I always quote Dr. King in a lot of my talks on behavior change. He says, violence is the language of the unheard. And I I think applying that quote and that idea to our kids with extreme aggression, that they have nothing left but being aggressive. They have no other way to communicate what they want and what they need. That must feel for them That must feel hopeless. That must feel exhausting. So it's our job to teach them 
And that can be really empowering that no one has been able to teach this kid yet and I'm going to be the one to do it. And in these situations, progress is slow. It's going to be slow. You can't walk in and expect to change a behavior that's been working for 15 years in a day or two. You just can't. And many other people have have tried to work on this behavior. It's not going to happen overnight. If it was easy to change, it would have been changed already. So take data. Data will be your saving grace here because it will shut down that kind of side limiting belief of this one is that I'm not being successful. Data will show you that you are being successful, but progress might be slow. So don't approach this kid that, oh my gosh, he's just too hard to work with. Think he has so much to learn and I'm going to be the one to teach him. Number five, I've already tried everything. Well, first off, let me just disprove you real quick. You definitely have not tried everything. I mean, no one has ever tried everything. Let's be real. But this limiting belief of I've already tried everything, it gets us off the hook. We feel like we can wipe our hands and walk away and be like, well, I'm done. I tried everything. But did you? And do you get to wipe your hands and walk away and think that you're done? No, you're done when there's behavior change and there's progress and there's, you know, advances and positive, great pro-social skills. So don't let yourself off the hook. You don't get to walk into your principal's office and be like, eh, I've already tried, you know, to get this kid to read and I've already tried all the things I know. So I'm done. I'm going to go home. It's one o'clock. Yeah, right. Your principal will be like, ha ha, hilarious. Get back to work, funny girl. So think about this. You don't get to wipe, you know, wipe your hands and, and walk away. You haven't tried everything. You might tr- have tried everything that you can think of. That means that you're going to have to get outside, go outside the box. That means you're going to have to ask for help. That means you're going to have to research. That means you're going to have to collaborate with other people in your classroom and in your building. So go outside of your comfort zone. Ask your staff. Ask clinicians. Ask someone that doesn't even know the child or your class to pop in and observe. Ask for other ideas. Even if it seems like it won't work, try it. What do you have to lose? All of your ideas didn't work. So just think about all of the different things that you can do. Literally, if you're in this situation where like, I really think I've tried everything, force yourself, sit down and be like, if someone was going to give me a million bucks to think of 10 things that I didn't try yet, could you think of 10 things? I mean, come on guys, a million dollars is on the line. I bet you could think of 10 things. So write it down. Maybe some of them you can't do. There's, you know, logistical constraints, But think about 10 things and how you can tweak those and apply those and then go through and systematically try each one one at a time and see if those things work. You've never tried everything. There are just too many things, guys. So don't let yourself off the hook. Think I Reframe that by saying, I've tried everything that I know to do. Now I need to figure out new ideas. Number six, this is as much as he is going to learn. This one is kind of piggybacking off of number five. This is where we get to that plateau point where we're just kind of stuck. We don't know what to do next. We don't know if there is a next. We don't know the next steps to take to make progress. When you have students for multiple years, it's easy to get to this point in maybe year three or year four of having a student. 
You're like, man, I, I kind of went through my repertoire of activities and IEP goals and tasks. What's next? And this limiting belief might now sneak in at that plateau point and think, well, maybe this is it. Maybe this is where we're at. And if you if that thought has snuck in, don't be mad at yourself. It's okay to think things. It's just not okay to act on them if they're incorrect. Think about, if this was my child, would I be satisfied with the road ending here? And if you can say yes, and you've taught that child, you know, biochemistry, is that a thing? Then cool. You've taught him biochemistry. Awesome. Pat yourselves on the back and move on. But unless you have really, really hit that peak, there's probably more to do. So challenge yourself. If this was my baby, am I cool with this being the end of the line? And you're probably going to realize that there's more to do. And again, it's going to be similar to number five. You just don't know the next steps. That doesn't mean that there isn't a next step. So ask for help. Utilize a new assessment. I was so in like plateau land with several, several students in my class when I first used the ABLES, the Assessment of Basic Language and Living Learning Skills. And it was like, you know, the heavens opened and the suns were coming, sun was shining down on me and the angels were singing because, oh my gosh, I was like, here are the next steps. Like I just, I didn't know what to do next with a bunch of my students. And it didn't mean that there wasn't more to learn. It was just that I didn't know what else I should be teaching them. And then once I started using the ABLES and getting into the ABLES, I was like, holy crap, we have so much to do. So think about utilizing a new assessment, doing some research, going to a training, learning more so your kids can learn more. Number seven, today is going to suck. When I was at stages of my teaching career where I was either burnt out or really close to burned out, I had all of these limiting beliefs that I've already talked about. And all of these limiting beliefs mushed around to create this delicious soup of today is going to suck. And just approaching the school, driving, being a block away, I remember feeling a pit in my stomach parking my car, walking up. Today is going to suck. Today is going to suck. Kept thinking that in my head. Well, if you keep thinking in your head that today is going to suck, guess what? Today is going to suck. You will be right. Hooray. I'm so proud of you. You were right. You thought you were going to have a crappy day and you had a crappy day. That doesn't make the crappy day any better that you spent all day and all evening before thinking about your crappy day. You've just manifested that it happened. You didn't even give yourself a chance to have a good day. You were doomed before your foot even walked through the door. So this is all about being aware here. So the reason we're talking about all of these limiting beliefs is not so you can just like eliminate them from your head and never think them again, you'll still think these things. That little voice pops in. That's okay. But it's key to be aware of these limiting beliefs. The first step to change is becoming aware of them. So when it pops in your head, today is going to suck. Stop yourself and think that is a limiting belief. 
That is not the truth. I am not a fortune teller. I cannot see to the end of the day if today is going to be a good day or bad day. That is just a limiting belief and I'm going to let it float away as just something that was in my head and it is not the truth for today. So you want to just be aware of these things and not let them shape your behavior. So don't try to not think about it. I'm kind of, I'm trying to be better at meditating, but I'm not very good at it because I try to just eliminate thoughts, which is not the point of meditation. And then you're mad at yourself. Oh, I wasn't supposed to think that. It's okay to let these thoughts come up, but you don't want them to shape the way you engage with your coworkers, to shape the way that you interact with your students, and to shape your whole workday. So if you're walking in already with all of these limiting beliefs filling your head, it's going to be hard to overcome that. But if you start to identify that these thoughts are just limiting beliefs, they're not true, and I don't know if today's going to be a bad day. My goal is for today to be a good day. Everyone wakes up hoping for a good day. No one wakes up on Monday thinking, you know what? I could really go for a crappy day today. That'd be really great. That'd be fun. No, you wake up hoping for a good day. So let that marinate in your head. Repeat on that, that yeah, it would be awesome to have a really good day. It would be awesome to have less negative behaviors that we had the day before. It'd be awesome to have my staff um, engaged and working. It would be awesome to accomplish some new learning today and to see some growth on some of our academic programs. Think that on your drive to work, literally say those things. Say out loud, I want to have a good day. Here are the things I want to happen today. Put that out in the universe instead of the, oh man, today's going to stink. So if you're thinking about all the things you want to happen, you'll be more likely to act on those great things that you want to happen. And that's what we all do. Everyone, you, your students, your staff, your principal, everyone wants a good day. No one's rooting for a bad day. So think about all of the specific things that a good day will entail and let those become the beliefs that shape your day on a regular basis. So let's summarize. Us teachers love a good summary, right? So we have seven limiting beliefs that F with your day. They make it harder to have the great day we all want to have. Number one, I am not doing enough. So for here, Define what enough is, become goal-oriented, and relish and be proud of the days that you do hit your enough, quote-unquote, that you've defined. Number two, only I can do it the right way. You're wrong. There's other people that can do it the right way. You just might have to teach them how to do it. So train your staff and delegate. Number three, my staff should be better. Shut down that limiting belief and reframe it. My staff is not great at taking data yet. Set up goals to get yourself to where you want to be and what you want your staff to do. Number four, this kid is too hard to work with. Instead of thinking he's too hard to work with, think about how much he has to learn and how you are going to be the one to teach him all of these things. Maybe no one's been able to do it yet, but you rockstar teacher, you're going to be the one to get through. Number five, I've already tried everything. Well, we decided 
No one has tried everything. No one can think of all the things. You've tried everything that you can think of. You need just new ideas. So research, ask for help, ask a mentor, look online for new assessments, figure out some new ideas for that next step. Number six, this is as much as he is going to learn. You need to learn more so your kids can learn more. Same as number five. Just because that's where your road ends doesn't mean that's where your kid's road is going to end. You need to figure out what's next so you can take them there. And then last one, number seven, today is going to suck. And my answer to that is you're absolutely right. If you think today is going to suck, it is. You need to start telling yourself that today is going to be great. And here's all of the great things that I want to happen. You need to change the way you think. The same old thinking leads to the same old results. If you are in day after day of feeling burnt out and living with these limiting beliefs and letting these limiting beliefs affect how you interact every day, if you're in day after day with that, you have to change. You need to change the way you think in order to change the way that you act. So don't let yourself get stuck in a rut or think it's just going to magically fix itself. Also, sometimes we're waiting for arbitrary deadlines or um, things to happen that we think will change all of it. Well, once this student moves, everything will be better. No, there's a lot of limiting beliefs that are affecting your day besides your beliefs towards this one child or this one situation. So let those, those limiting beliefs, that little voice, they pop in and out of your head. That's okay. But acknowledge that they're not true. They're just a thought. And you don't have to let those thoughts define the way you act in a negative way. Instead, think positive, create goals, and tell yourself about all of the great things that you want to accomplish and let those things define the way you act instead. If you would have told me a few years ago that my favorite part of my job is getting up in front of sometimes a few hundred people and giving a presentation on data or behavior academics, I would have thought you were crazy. I did not always like public speaking. Actually, to be totally honest, public speaking was something I used to be pretty afraid of. But now it's literally my favorite part of my job. I love being in a room of my people, of the special ed world, teachers and parents and clinicians, and everyone that's on the front lines that's working so hard for our students to give them the best opportunities and the best classroom experience. I love being in a room of everyone that understands how hard this job can be, but also how amazing it is and how important those little victories are on a daily basis. When I do a PD, my goal is to bring value. I want to bring action items, ideas and strategies that you can do tomorrow in your classroom. I have sat through too many professional developments that either didn't apply to me or were too hypothetical and philosophical and my special at heart always wanted to know, what do I do next? What do I do tomorrow? If you are interested in learning more about how I can come to your school to do a professional development, please visit theautismhelper.com backslash speaking. 
There's a contact form as well as a lot of information about all of the different sessions I give. I'm happy to answer any questions and work with your school district. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.